The Living Strong Podcast. The Living Strong It's Kim Sellers, and this is the Living Strong Podcast. Of course, uh, many folks around Northeast, Northeast Ohio, they know me all pretty much from being on the radio for nearly 21 years. That is in Cleveland, did radio all over the country for at least another 10 years, worked in markets like Seattle, Detroit, Michigan, Greenville, South Carolina, Lansing and Flint, Michigan. And then, of course, got a chance to come home and do what I do right here in my hometown. So that's what it was like, at least getting started. My life was on an upward hill. And about the age of 25, 26, I was running in the race for the cure while I was working in Michigan. Then things started to get a little, just say a little off. Didn't really know what it was. I was running. Got to the two-mile marker and um, realized that something wasn't right. So, of course, my girlfriend, who was running with me, she's from Arkansas. And, um, you know, she, of course, has a lot of mouth. Love me to pieces, Lisa Walker. But, of course, um, knowing me, of course, got a little mouth as well. So we started going at it back and forth. And before I knew it, my legs started to drag. So I didn't know what it was. Started, believe it or not, at 25, 26. I said, oh, Lord, I'm getting old. Oh, it's old age. But I, in turn, went to the doctor, as my mother had advised. And I got lucky because I went to a neurologist. Right off the rip, she said, hey... Based upon your symptoms, you could have this thing called multiple sclerosis. And I wasn't really sure what it was. I knew that I had done a lot of um, fundraising for them as, as a youngster, but I really didn't know what MS was. So it was the beginning of a new era for me. And it's the day when the journey truly began. But after being diagnosed, many people always feel like, you know, it, it's, it's the end. It's a death sentence and it's something that you fear. But I'm here to tell you, it is not the end. It is not a death sentence. Is it a different route that you're going to need to take in order to find some normalcy in your life? Absolutely. But rest assured, my love, it is not the end. So after being diagnosed, we decided that um, we would love to start a foundation that would educate others about MS so that they too would know what it was. And because multiple sclerosis typically is a disease that affects more Caucasian women than anywhere else, than anyone else, I should say. Typically, black females, you know, at least back then, 
we were not known to get a mask. Of course, some things have changed. And more and more people are being diagnosed. More and more people other than Caucasian women are being diagnosed. So that tells you that we've got a somewhat of an epidemic. I'd like to look at it that way because when we were younger, we didn't hear about a whole lot of these diseases, did we? Sarcoidosis, um, MS, or heard a little bit about arthritis, but uh, rheumatoid arthritis, there's many of the different autoimmune diseases that are out there. It's like, wow, what is going on? But uh, we don't even want to entertain that today. That's the subject of another day. But of course, uh, today is really about deciding when to do and what to do. You're like, when to do what and what to do when? But let's just talk about it, of course, because relationships are no doubt important. So many times we find ourselves in a relationship, and you know, we always say, till death do us part. We talk about in sickness and health. But do we really know what that means when you give that oath? Do we really know what that means? And we have found that relationships are no doubt very, very important. So here, let, let, let's start and let's kind of explore a little bit. So when is it okay to disclose? Or when is it not? So obviously you're the captain of this ship and only you know when it's right and when it's not right. But just remember, when you disclose, you cannot take that back. So be careful on what you share, how much you share, and when you share. So many times when we go out, um, let's say on a date and you're getting to know someone, we're very quick to very conversational, which is a good thing. But sometimes you might tell a little too much. And what I mean by that is knowing when it's okay to ex to disclose. Knowing when it's okay to disclose information, especially uh, personal information, about yourself. Have you been in the relationship long enough to really feel comfortable? As a matter of fact, are you even comfortable with yourself going into this relationship? Are you comfortable? Do you know this person? And how long has it been? Again, we are so quick to tell so much so early. And we have to know that it may or it may not affect the relationship. Then you got to go in saying, you know, it doesn't matter either way. But at least I am open. I am honest. And I am true about what's going on. Everyone has issues. Everyone has things that they're going through. And uh, everyone, do you know my line? Everyone has a story. So to disclose or not disclose, when and when not to, 
Again, making sure that you are, first of all, very comfortable in your skin. Okay? Making sure that you are confident, comfortable, and ready to communicate. If, and indeed, it's time to tell. All right? And then once you've decided that now is the time, how much do you tell? How much do you share? Be very careful because everybody doesn't need to know everything. But you must make sure that you're wise, smart, and know that everything has a time and a place of when it is okay for you to disclose. Now, we all know that even just the whole thought of disclosing is already one issue, but relationships and making sure that you are developing that relationship or you're very um, aware of what's going on in a relationship. So just remember, first of all, don't forget, you've got to be as much of a receiver as you are someone that gives or vice versa. You have to be someone who is able who is willing and who is open to giving so that you can also be open and okay with receiving. That has to be reciprocal and has to be reciprocated. So making sure that you are ready to give because there's nothing like being in a relationship when you're always the one that's giving. You're always the one that is looking out for others. You're always the one that's doing for everybody. Everybody but yourself. But you have to make sure that this is a give and take. Even though you have a mess, that is not your go-to line. So don't forget I have a mess. Don't forget I can't do that because I have a mess. You can do whatever you want to do. And you got to make sure that you are up doing what you can do, or at least trying to make sure that you're maintaining a life that is progressive, that is positive, and that is also allowing you to try to get better, to try to maintain. And in a relationship, if you do not have someone that is supportive of what you're doing. Someone who is trying to understand what it is you're doing. Someone who is trying to at least put their head where your head is. You know, um, interesting story. I um, did an event in Cleveland, I don't know, maybe several years ago, and um, it was a young lady who, who had MS, or who has MS, she and her husband were putting together the wonderful event at a church. Then they invited me to come by. So I said, okay, sure, no problem. You know, we get there. Of course, nice. They're, they're super nice, lovable. And we get there, though, we realized that getting into the church was going to be an issue. The only way you could get into the church was to go up 10 steps. Doesn't sound like a lot to you, though, right? But someone who needs a chair and assistance, there's a hell of a long way, okay? 
So we get there and, you know, they, they, they finally, they find the young lady's husband and says, hey, he says, hey, Kim, no worries, my dear, no worries at all. We're going to get you up. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, they're going to, somebody's going to just carry me up and bring the chair up. You know, cool. You know, I've, I've done worse. No, no worries. But as soon as I realize that I'm going up the steps and I'm still in the wheelchair, her husband literally picked me and the chair up, walked to the top of the steps and said, hey, there you go. I almost passed out. And I was thinking while I was going up the steps, oh, you played too much. Come on now. He did it like a champ. Didn't want any, you know, um, um, hurrahs or hooray. Just did it out of the kindness of his heart. So, you know, relationships are important. Mimi, lots of love to you, but I love you to pieces. And because she and her husband were able to really just talk about things, he's allowed her to guide him. But also, she's very cognizant of the fact that he needs love, too. And so building and working on relationships takes a lot of work. But most important, as corny as it sounds, it takes a lot of communicating as well. So um, last thing, at least for the day, thinking about, thinking about parenting and the multiple sclerosis. So many times you hear people say, oh, I have a mess. They told me not to have kids. You know, and you know, that, hey, that's a personal decision. That's completely up to you. But for those who bravely go in, then they decide that they are going to have children despite what the outcome could be. Here's to you. We share nothing but love. We have nothing but hugs all for you. Because you understand and you recognize that life and your family are so important. Making sure that you have yours out, we get it. But making sure that your children are well taken care of is an absolute must. Should you have children out, not going to make that decision for you. That's something for you to think about. But what I will tell you is, it was the best decision that I ever made in my life. Loving, I mean, I remember after I had my oldest, who by the way is 25 now, I can't believe it, but I remember saying, you know what, if I if I didn't have a mess, you know, I would have more kids. I don't know where that one came from. You know, I always say that I'm artificially inseminated. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Just saying but I've got um, three more and I just never thought that I would have that many. And I kept saying, if I didn't have MS, I would go one more. If I didn't have MS, I would do one more. And before I knew it, I had four beautiful girls and they gained the joy of my life. So are there some pros to having children? And living with a mess, absolutely. Are there some cons to living with a mess? 
in having children. Absolutely. But there's always a good way to balance. And most importantly, knowing when to say when, when you need help, you've got to make sure you're very vocal about it. But also, making sure that you are ready to put in the work and that you have the most incredible support system that there is. And I say it that way because I can no doubt say that I do. To have an incredible family, incredible children, amazing friends, and um, of course, the higher power who always leads the way. So, you know, thinking about how you're going to live with your multiple sclerosis, how is it going to affect you day to day? I can't even begin to give you guidance or direction. But what I can tell you is that it's not the end. This is not the end. We are only beginning. We are only beginning in this fight we can do together. Stay positive. Stay prayed up. Stay hopeful. Stay open. But right, then no doubt stay a believer. That's what's going to help you get to the other side. So again, we want to remind you that this here is an opportunity for all of us to just have simple conversation to talk about MS and how it affects us all. And we try to create different dialogue week to week to kind of give you encouragement, to give you hope, to make sure you understand and know that you are not in this alone. Remember, of course, our podcast weekly. You can always pull them up, go back and listen to anyone that you would like. Of course, you can. they're always available wherever you get your podcast from. So make sure you check it out. Week to week, please be sure to also visit our website. It's kimsellersfoundation.org. Again, kimsellersfoundation.org. And then, of course, you can always go to our Facebook and Instagram, which I believe is Kim Sellers Foundation, the Kim Sellers Foundation 931. That's Facebook and, of course, know that we are on Instagram as well. But right, so hopefully this has been at least helpful, giving you hope, keeping you right there in the fight. This is Living Strong, the Living Strong podcast. Then again, my name is Kim Sellers. Until next time.